Hi, I'm Billy Critchley Menor, and I'm with the Jesuit Post. And this is day five of No Justice, No Peace, a Jesuit anti-racism retreat. Let's begin with a quick prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I can remember when I first realized that I was white. It was my sophomore year of high school, and Trayvon Martin had just been killed. A black woman in my community had organized an event titled, How to Kill Legally. And at it, she spoke of her younger brother, who was about my age, who liked to go fishing along the shore of Lake Superior, where we live. And in the evenings, he would walk home and often wear a hooded sweatshirt. And she shared passionately about how she worried that he would be followed, stopped, and possibly shot because this was considered suspicious activity. I realized in the middle of her sharing that these were worries that I had never considered, that I had never had to consider. And this was because I was white. And that I never had to think that walking in the evenings or wearing a hooded sweatshirt would be considered suspicious. I'm deeply grateful for this community organizer for facilitating this, this reflection and allowing me to see this. As the scholar Ahmed Ali says, it's a privilege to learn about racism instead of having to experience it every day of your life. Essentially what I experienced and realized in that moment, although I didn't have the language for it then, was that I was living in a society and culture that were more accountable to me my needs and comfort and safety than to that of others, namely people of color. And this was an experience I will never forget. Anti-racism experts talk a lot about accountability. The question goes like this, am I accountable to the needs and to the sensitivities of people of color in the same way that I am to the needs and sensitivities of white people and communities? This retreat is about deepening an awareness about how being a follower of Jesus includes being an anti-racist, includes resisting the forces of domination and oppression. And the mission of Jesus actually tells us a lot about accountability. He preaches that we're to live our lives accountable to God, obviously, but he gives us a startling theology about who that God is and what it looks like to be accountable to him. The mission of Jesus is his very self. Pope Benedict XVI makes this clear in his book, Jesus of Nazareth, that Jesus' whole mission is about disclosing to the world who God really is. And this is essential because if we don't know who God is, we're not able to live properly ordered to him. So what type of God does Jesus reveal? The 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel gives us one answer. It's a passage you've probably heard before. When Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink, whatever you did for the least of my brothers, you did for me. St. John Paul II says, this is not merely an invitation to charity, but this gospel text is a page of Christology, meaning it tells us who Christ is. And the Christology we get from this passage 
is that God is one of the oppressed, and that to live accountably to God means to live accountable to the needs of the oppressed and those on the margins. Dr. James Cone, the father of academic black theology, reflects on how deeply God has identified with the oppressed, writing in his book, Black Theology and Black Power, that God has made himself synonymous with black oppression. Therefore, our orientation to the realities of black oppression in the world is our orientation to God, that our accountability to the oppression of black people is our accountability to the oppression of God. One very important caveat here is that being an anti-racist is not about white people doing good things for people of color. As St. John Paul II says about Matthew 25, it's not just an invitation to charity, but it's about the identity of Jesus and what it is to be accountable to him. Being an anti-racist follower of Jesus is not white saviorism or white benevolence. The question is less about service and more about accountability. So here are some good and possibly challenging questions to reflect on about the role of accountability in the work of anti-racism. When I speak about racism, am I generally more concerned with how white people will feel, react, or think of me than I am about how people of color will? And does this change depending on who I'm with? Am I more worried about having credibility with white people than I am about credibility with people of color? Does my church, my workplace, my classroom consider mainly the sensitivities of white people? And which do I find more important? Listening to and committing to hearing and understanding the stories and experiences of people of color? Or knowing the right practical solutions that make sense and are tolerable to white people? Accountability to people of color can be difficult for those with white privilege, since we're so often embedded in white normative spaces and because it's easy to distance ourselves or be distracted from the realities of racism. We only have to recall that the Catholic Church once denied black people the sacraments, publicly used theology to justify segregation and slavery, and was unaccountable to black life in a myriad of other violent and unapologetic ways. The legacy of such un unaccountability persists, albeit in more insidious ways. And to be a follower of Jesus is to do the opposite. So as you continue to pray over this topic, I encourage you to read through Matthew's 25th chapter. And as you do, ask Jesus to show you what a world would look like in which individuals and communities and systems are just as accountable to people of color and communities of color as they are to white ones. Let's conclude with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oppressed God of the oppressed, reconcile us to yourself, give us the mind of Jesus, and help us not be distracted in our constant desire to live for and with you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm.